welcome to another one of our Let's Talk episodes. Um, I am, of course, Lee, or Lee Casual AF Russ, and I'm joined today by Adam Painter's Block Pattenden. Say hello, Adam. Whoa! Like, when have we come up with these nicknames? Jesus. Look. Casual AF Russ. You came up with such a rubbish nickname. Come on, Lee. Well, that's all right. It's pretty good. I I am the ultimate casual. Oh, hello, hello anyway. Hello. <laughs> We've also got with us Jay Rapid Fire Paintbrush Taylor. Hi. Um, drilling barrels as we speak. <laughs> he is. He is hobbying whilst doing this. We don't have his full attention, which I'm do, very so disappointed by. Stopping, stopping. The, the drill and, is down. <laughs> yeah, and obviously, last but not least, we also have Darren Sex Machine Ivy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 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 The image is the guy from Dust Till Dawn. <laughs> I was like, of all the things. I, 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 I. That was the uh, that was the longest longest setup for a joke <laughs> I could come up with. <laughs> um, yeah, so just for those who aren't aware, every now and then we like to do uh, what's what we call a let's talk episode, where we don't have much of a structure. Not the not our regular shows have a structure anyway, but we just like to pick a topic and just go with it. So this particular episode's theme is going to be about the big industry. Uh, what, what would you say? The the, the big mamba? No, that's titan? not it. I don't know. Yeah. What, do they call, what do they call it? What do they so call the, yeah, the, titan, the industry titan that is Games Workshop? So big, 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 big <laughs> yeah. titan's a bit, um, you know, <laughs> recursive. <for that. laughs> on, yeah. on the nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... So Games Workshop, for anybody listening to this who's not aware, is obviously a Nottingham-based company. They were started in the late 70s. Uh, originally, they imported D&D miniatures. Uh, eventually, they started their own line of games, and they are going incredibly strong to this day in 2021. Um, so, guys, which, who wants to take this one first? Where, What made you... What was your introduction to the GW... Uh, to Games Workshop, sorry, and the hobby in general? Why don't you take that one, Jay? Oh, right, yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess, uh, so you won't know from my accent too much, but I am actually Scottish, but uh, so I grew up in Edinburgh, and I remember my uncle took me past the games workshop back in, I must have been about six or something, so we're talking, you know, 22 years ago. No, 32. Never um, work out <laughs> the time. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes me feel real bad. And I went in and, like, it was literally to the point where he had to pick me up to show me the table, and I remember it to this day. It was orcs, Warhammer orcs, the old plastic monopose orcs. Oh, yeah. um, and I think there was the old monoplastic skeletons, and they all had sides of hero quest looking ones. And there was regiments of those, regiments of orcs. And I still remember, I'm sure, even remembering wrong, but it was the old, remember the ginger lead giant had the tree in his hand. Oh, yeah. Oh, where he's got like knee knee pads on his knuckles, isn't it? It's like Empire Knights yeah. knee pads on his, his oh, knuckles. They're all they're all like the isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, yeah that's it. The really one. one. But either way, and from that moment, I was absolutely besotted with it. I was like, oh my god, look at this! But being a poor kid, I didn't actually get into. I didn't buy any of my own models till I was about probably thirteen, fourteen. Um, and I sort of started to learn to paint, and my initial painting was absolutely horrendous. My first big game was Gorka Morka, actually. Oh, yeah, cool. The first box game oh, wow. I got. Yeah, it was amazing. I loved Gorka Morka because it became a 40k orc army overnight. 
but yeah that was me still um, into the double yeah. use even back then <laughs> yeah cool how about yourself darren so um i picked it up by um spending my time in the library like all the cool kids and then i saw this magazine <laughs> and uh i was like oh this is amazing this white dwarf magazine's got like lots of interesting things in it and um i like just read lots of background and um didn't really know what half of it meant to be honest and then at some point worked out there was a store in town so i went along uh, with my mum and brother and played a demo game and then we were kind of hooked um, after uh, form. I remember really, really well that I got a, the 40, second edition 40k box set for Christmas. And me and my brother played the shit out of that. <laughs> it's just like constantly like <laughs> playing that and um, building. And then we sort of, because um, we also struggled with like cash at the time as well, being kids. And um, so we often like converted models and I sculpted models out of anything I could get my hands on to kind of like get something viable. Um, I mean, I had the uh, paper, well, cardboard 40k dreadnought to keep me busy. You know, that was, you know, that was, that was, that was useful at the time. <laughs> Still tournament yeah, legal exactly. to this day, apparently. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it sort of like built up from there, really. We started paying, <laughs> to get models, we started painting uh, for the Games Workshop store and like applying our trade of model painting. Yeah. So uh, Wait, they, they had kids paint yeah, their stuff for yeah, them. That's yeah, right. Yeah, they were just like... The models. Not the staff members. Yeah, they, and they were just like, oh, you know we'll get you stuff like basically um whatever you want just paint up this army <laughs> this sounded so dodgy uh, it's, it's just like this is like, we're pretty young at the time to be honest like, it's like slave <laughs> labor yeah, yeah. so we, we we loved it anyway and we did that and um yeah we just we we enjoyed painting and playing and um you know that that became like our, our thing uh we're quite lucky like i got a brother that's into it and i had friends that were into it at school as well um so and then um yeah just sort of played with it till I went to university and then like university and life just kind of didn't mesh really with gaming so I gave it up for a bit and then came back in and then uh we then later on in life got into infinity so gave it up again uh but recently have uh relapsed if you want <laughs> no they enjoyed, enjoyed getting back into it mm. We'll, we'll go into that in a bit more detail in in a bit then. But um, how about yourself, Adam? What was your introduction to Games Workshop? Well, well, I think I think I started the the first box that I ever bought actually was the old school Warhammer plastic skeletons box set Ooh, um, from my local toy store, and it was it was like about four quid or mm. something, and you got like eight plastic skeletons in it, but. Um, and I, th- I think that's where it started. It was always kind of like coming home from school, having a look in the toy shop, seeing what they had. Um, and I think, so I, I'm, a, I'm slightly long, younger than you guys. So I really got into 40K when um, they released, it must have been third edition. Um, and they had the kind of like getting started sets because I can remember getting the Space Marine one, like start collecting Space Marines. It came with a, like a tactical squad, a land speeder, a rhino. I mean, you got a lot in the set. I think you got assault squad in there as well, and it's like forty quid or so. Our Terminators came in it as well. Like they gave you everything in that set. Yeah, that was. I think that was it actually. The Space Marine Battle Force. Um, so you got a ton of models for like forty quid, um, and I think 
part of the reason why I got really involved in the hobby was also because, and 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 this is where I met yourself, Lee. Um, we joined, or I joined, Devise's uh, War Games Club. So this was a localish club to to where I live. It was about fifteen minute car journey, um, and this was a group of people who all shared the same passion. And you know, being a being a kid going along and being able to talk about these cool models that you had and play some games with people, like-minded people. It was a great, um, great, great place to be and kind of, um, and grow up. And I'm glad that I had that kind of like community around me. Um, but that said, it, it, my parents probably saw it as like a bit of a daycare, to be honest, like get rid of Adam for a <laughs> oh, Sunday yeah. afternoon, yeah. drop him off and we'll pick him up at six o'clock. But, you know, I think, you know, it, it was, it was such good fun, met a lot of great people there. Um, had a, a lot of really, really good fun games. And, and and I really also got into kind of like the other Games Workshop products. So although we talk a lot about 40K, actually I spent a lot of my t- time playing things like Mordheim, Blood Bowl, um, Warhammer Fantasy. So I, I played quite a few different games. Uh, I never played Necromunda or Gorkamorka or whatever, you like the 40K variants. I, I did like my fantasy stuff, so... Yeah, really into kind of like the more time, the narrative behind that, build your own warband up and, you know, stuff like that. But um, so, yeah, that's kind of how I got into the hobby. Um, what about yourself, Lee? Come on, you're the one that hasn't been. How did you get into 40K? So it, thinking back, it was actually almost by accident. So I remember I was around at a friend's house. Um, I don't even I don't even hang out with that friend anymore. And he wanted to, there were a group of us there and one of them was like, oh guys, let's play Hero Quest. And I'm like, what's Hero Quest? I'd never heard of it. And so they got it out and anyway, we, we played it and enjoyed it. And then uh, my friend's brother was like, oh yeah, you know, check out like, you know, you like the models from this, like check out these. And he had the little booklet that comes in Hero Quest that shows you like, you know, all the other games workshop kind of games. And he said, oh, yeah, the toy shop in town's got, you know, got some in. Let's go. So we went along and with my pocket money, I bought like a, a little box of Space Marines, you know, the the old plastic ones, not the RTBO one ones, but the they were in like the Mark VII armor. Oh, they, were, they had the, this. Uh, no, no, they weren't even push fit. They were you had like a, a set of legs and a torso and the, the head was molded to the torso. And then you just had to glue the arms on. Oh, and they were like dinner plate hand putting the gun on yeah the dinner yeah that's it yeah the dinner plate ones yeah so those so those are my first ever games workshop models uh they are long gone now obviously um and then from there like i really my friends weren't really into it through school at all and i i collected a few bits i got the second edition box set because i wanted to learn to play the game uh i never played the game with anyone i think i maybe played one game of second edition with somebody who was like humoring me to try it but you know that never took I got the Necromunda box originally with the Orlocks and the Goliaths and never played that again. <laughs> so I think it was only like like you, Adam, uh, it was only going along to the club in Devizes where I lived, where I grew up. Uh, I actually got some games in and that was, that was post third edition. So I'd started in, oh God, 94 was when I got my first Space Marines. So I didn't actually play a game until 2001 like oh. <laughs> at the club so yeah i had i had a long period where i was just painting models so i, I ended up with like an eldar army by the time i went to that club so lockdown's and, a piece of yeah. piss for you then sorry say again say lockdown's a bit of a piece of piss for you then oh yeah god dead easy <laughs> this, this is like seven yeah, years just, later just paint. yeah <laughs> exactly 
Um, and yeah, from there, um, you know, I, I met yourself, Adam, and we've been friends ever since, rightly or wrongly. And that is that's probably wow. you know, it's <laughs> it's quite a thing though, isn't it? Really, when you when you look at like the kind of friendship group. And this isn't to denigrate any of the friendships I've made throughout the years, but I think because <laughs> Learn we all have a shared K, interest. Or you can guess. You can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think the kind of friendships you form over a gaming table or over a shared hobby is, you know, is is massive, mm. right? And it's it's testament that you know Adam and I have been friends for about twenty years now, nearly, which is scary when you think about the <laughs> that time has gone. Yeah, yeah. Because it was two thousand about two thousand and one when I. When I joined that club, well, me, we, um, me, and my uh, one of my um, f- best friends, Rob, we uh, basically uh, have no- I've known him for twenty six years now, and it's only because he beat my wow. um, beat my orcs at second edition forty k, and um, set me off on, <laughs> on basically beat me in this league, and uh, meant that for the rest of the time I basically um was raging trying to get back to a position where i could fight him again and then thus begins the like story of darren the power yeah, game exactly. yeah just born of hatred our friendship <laughs> so. yeah i was gonna say um yeah on about like the friendships you make and stuff like you're totally right because uh, i'm, I'm ex-military and uh, you think, oh, you band of brothers, you guys shared all this shit together and you're going to be friends forever. Talk to none of them. Because all you've got, your shared experiences are all pretty horrible. So <laughs> gaming, like all my friends from gaming, like my mates that I do my other Shadowrun campaign with, you know, I've known them for years. And John Garner, I've known for probably 20 years, nearly. Uh, and my mate Alex and Salisbury, same thing. And I talk to those guys and yourselves a lot more frequently than I talk to anybody I was in the military with it just goes to show how that like sort of common it's it's um, almost hard not to chit chat about warhammer or gaming in general though on a daily basis like i actually purposely try to make it harder for myself almost to not get distracted because i can't really get distracted like that in the day um but like it's easy to if you wanted to you know and you can you can tell like if you've got like a lax day Mm. you can just be like oh yeah chit chat about stuff and you know, people are more than happy to. Chris Rogers will always reply. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> do we pay that guy? Like, is he? Uh, is he like? <laughs> it's company shell for GW, right? Yeah, yeah. They just uh, had him infiltrate our Slack group. Just keep us going. Yeah, hey, yeah. you guys, seen this plastic? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just peddling yeah. it. <laughs> but there, but there is something to it, right? It's like this shared interest, but it goes way beyond that. I guess it's. It's so, it's so niche. Not not niche, but like all the well, law and the really, kind yeah. of like, it, like to the to the outside <laughs> yeah. person that has no kind of like knowledge of the hobby. We could be talking like a foreign language. Yeah. The amount yeah. of stuff that we we talk about when it comes to gaming, unit names, weapon ranges, you know, all of this stuff, like different factions and lore and heroes all this stuff comes out and we're so engrossed with it like it's real to us it is like and, and like you you want people who you can share that with what hmm. about it being real and you see this kid crying in the street and you're like what's up mate it, and it's like katie fell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the planet broke before the guard did <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, right, that is an extremely meta, yeah. meta joke there for anyone not into yeah. games. Which that's going to make no sense. Um, so you mentioned earlier, Darren, that uh, some of us had sort of, you know, our interests kind of naturally waned in GW. Um, so let's let's touch on that for a bit. You know, back it for for the three of us anyway. Obviously, not yourself, Jay, at this point. But when we we got into the hobby you know, at various times and met up and started gaming together back in about 2013, 2014. It was like the tail end of fifth, early sixth edition 40K. And it was kind of a, it was almost like a spiral of things, wasn't it? Like sixth edition came out and was a bit wank. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't that bad, but it had some silly rules. Like fifth edition was great for me. I had Dark Eldar <laughs> and they were, I had a really fun army to play and most of my games were balanced until like, I think the Grey Knights and Necrons came out and, and ruined everything. Then 6th edition came out and it just absolutely kicked my Dark Eldar in the nuts. And so I was sort of losing games, like, you know, before I'd even started them. Yeah. And to add to the misery, I mean, I don't know, obviously you guys both played Necrons at that point, so you guys were laughing, but we, we, we I wasn't. We weren't necessarily, though, because I, I actually found them very dull to play because it was like, Hey, let's set up and see how many sixes I can roll to. You're dead. <laughs> you know, it's just like it, they, they were. They were definitely on easy mode, and there were a couple of armies that could face them, but they weren't exciting to play because of that. Like, like, mm. I, like I think most people like though we joke about, we talk about balance and joke about stuff, but I think most of the time we all like a game that's quite close, um, that everyone feels like they're involved in, and um, when you kind of mm. like have that an army that can win quite easily it's, it's actually it's the only time i've had that myself and it's actually quite boring <laughs> to be honest it's like you don't feel, you don't feel like you got any <laughs> yeah i mean necrons in in fifth sixth are a bit like custodes in ninth right? <laughs> well are they though because it's because a second class space marines you know? <laughs> <So. laughs> <laughs> well, luckily, I have both. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, so yeah, you? we we kind of <laughs> we um we sort of ducked out of the hobby. Uh, well, not out of the hobby in general, but we we ducked out of Games Workshop around that time, wasn't it? And we we took up Infinity, which is another game that we will all talk about a bit more, I think, in a future episode. Um, that was actually how we met yourself, Jay, wasn't it? Through in the Infinity forums, not forty k yeah, at mean, all. I owe you a massive thanks for that. I mean, I've got such a good social group in Bradford, even though that. I can't imagine, you know, not having this group. Um, it's been really good, especially the best mandate you've ever been years. on. You know, it was dodgy. That was some <laughs> Bridge of Spies level stuff. Uh, yeah, so I went on um, Infinity Forum and said, "Look, I, st- I want to get back into gaming. Does anyone in the area play this?" Lee picked up, and uh, I was like, "Look at this tit. He's called himself Lee Man Russ. <laughs> get an original name, son." <laughs> Unaware was I that his name's Lee Russ. Um, <laughs> I was like, so chaser. I just wish you were in. How do you not play Guard or Space Wolves? It's just ridiculous. Oh, it's no. Travesty. I just I don't gel with the whole Viking aesthetic. Lee's played everything. Lee's played everything. Tell him about he has that had guard. A yeah, go on. <laughs> I swear you bought this guard on it. All infant Lee's idea, all infantry guard. It's going no, to be great. There were three Lemon Russ. There were three Lemon Russ. I was going to say, because yeah, yeah, you tanks. had like 120 guard, okay. though. Like, it, it was, was a lot, lot of infantry. Guard it was board. infantry heavy. Yeah. 
And I took, I think, my infiltrating Alpha Legion against you. And by the end of like turn two, I killed all the guard. (laughs) I literally didn't kill a single model of his. It was was, was so bad. It was an absolutely brutal game. And I sold the guard not long after. (laughs) <laughs> because of that because it was like God, to, to, do not to be fair they, they do not I do also it. put it down to the fact that you didn't like you didn't have the heart to paint that many Cadians like Ugh. you managed oh, to yes. undercoat them and, and put the prime colour on them and put your basics but I think you were looking at it like man I should probably get at least one game in with these guys before I sell them <laughs> yeah there is that I do not miss painting a thousand infantry or what felt like a thousand infantry that was not fun no, so, so here's no a good question. Like you, you obviously mentioned us dropping out and, and, and kind of coming back into the hobby. I've sold a fair few armies, but what armies have we Never collected? Never one, though. <laughs> oh, I That's have. so brutal. I have. You can't a painter. do that. I've, I've painted my <laughs> Alpha Legion. Oh, actually, yeah. No, to be fair, you did paint your Alpha Legion. Do you have Legion, any pictures yeah. of this? Because I, 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 I need um, proof, but like I need proof. Invisible. <laughs> 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 I definitely painted my Alpha Legion. Don't even well, question me on that one. I will it's vouch before, for him. before for camera phones were real. Oh, right. So like, I think I had a Sony Ericsson. Okay. I wouldn't have taken a picture on that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I mean, what armies have we played? Lee, you go first and list off oh, all the Jesus. armies that you've collected. All right. Go on. So my first army was a really bad ultramarine force. Then I had some Samhain Eldar which stuck with me for quite a few years, actually. Um, I had them. I had my own homebrew chapter of Space Marines, the Redeemers. Again, they were a long-standing one. I had quite a large... I managed to... Around the time the Assault on Black Reach came out, so what was that, fourth edition or fifth edition? Oh, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember which one that was. Had had a bunch of orcs in it. I yeah. got that, and that had... I, I basically ended up with about 5,000 points of orcs over the course of about 18 months. Jeez. I had a Tyranid army oh. for about six weeks. Heresy. That was mostly monster heavy, um, but I went for pure. I went for pure combat, and pure combat <laughs> Tyranid armies didn't work. They still don't at all. Um, <laughs> no, sadly. Um, what else did I have? God, I had that guard army that you mentioned, Adam. I had some Iron Warriors at one point. Got rid of those. I had my Dark Eldar, which I loved and really regret selling to this day. Uh, and then I didn't have anything once I sold pretty much everything. Around sort of yeah, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. I got married, played other games. I didn't get any more games workshop stuff until recently, at which point I picked up Kill Team and bought uh five Death Watch Space Marines because I wanted to go to town on them and, and have some really cool little figures. And I wanted to pr- practice painting black armor. And since then I've practiced my way to about five thousand points of Death Watch. So Jeez, and that's that's way too know. many Death Watch. I know it's about 12 yeah. they're so yeah, expensive I know you, like, you shared a picture of her death watch I was like I didn't really think how many points it was but like it, it's a decent sized army but it was like oh it's like four and a half or something I was like what the hell it's like you see what it's like with my Tyrannids like 5k of Tyrannids is like a 6x6 board filled up it's like <laughs> <laughs> yeah I need a bigger deployment zone yeah exactly <laughs> I'm trying to think of other armies I may have had. I, I've had pretty much everything bar demons, I think, and custodies because they weren't a thing. Uh, have I missed any? Can you think of any other 40k I th- I races? I think that's pretty much... I mean, you also had those that weird um, dragons space marine army. Oh, God, yeah. The Shadow Dragons. Yeah, that was a... Shadow Dragons. So it was a, it was a forum that I was on uh, called the Maelstrom Crew. And... 
for a couple of years we'd go to games day and put up a table back in the day where like you know various clubs and that could go and run tables and participation games at games day and we decided uh after no after one of the participation games we'd done we said oh we should make our own chapter go along to the campaign weekends at warhammer world and so we we had 10 of us and back in the fourth edition marine codex you could kind of fudge it to make each of the companies you could have the scout company the devastator company the assault company etc so each of us picked a chapter uh, a company sorry from that chapter and and brought our armies based on that for this campaign weekend because yeah you entered as a team which was quite cool um I don't have them anymore, sadly. I wasn't that keen on the colour scheme that was chosen, or truth be told. I I wanted to go with a green, sort of jade green scheme, but uh, I got outvoted by a bunch of people who wanted this horrible purple. So, you know, I don't miss getting rid of them, if I'm honest. But yeah, they were fun. They were, It was fun making an assault-based army. You know, there was the assault companies. You had your assault marines in rhinos and guys with jump packs and all this kind of stuff, which you kind of struggle to do now. I mean, you kind of can, but... You had a lot of flexibility back in those days. But how about how about yourselves? Like, uh, which one? Who wants to go first? What kind of armies have you had? I'll go because it'll be quick. Um, what what armies you still have would be quick what armies you've had is like last week I had three (laughs) different armies (laughs) hit hit me hit me up on eBay to uh, pick them up (laughs) this uh, this week I've got three different armies You've owned about three Death Guard armies in the last 18 <laughs> yeah. months, mate. Come on. No, no, since the drop of eight. <laughs> yeah, okay. When they came out with the Dark Imperium, I've had three. They painted them all and I've sold them all. I sold the last one a couple of weeks ago on the day the Codex came out. Slight seller's regret, but they went really well because the Codex had come out. Um, so, you know, strike while the iron's hot sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only thing I've not actually owned as an army... I don't want to say played with, I mean owned, is probably Gene Stealer Cult. Oh, yeah. They're fairly new. I've not done them and probably Zinch Demons. I've done the rest of the Demons. You've not had Admech, have you? Yeah, he has. Yeah, he did. Did you? Sold them. Sisters of Battle? Yeah. I had them back when they were metal. Not recently. I would love to do right, the new okay. ones though. They look amazing. But, you know, John's got them um, and I can't show him up my painting skills. So... <laughs> Oh, oosh. <laughs> Shots fired. Well, fair play. He's done a pretty good with those, what, yeah, those white developed. armor bobs. Yeah. He's he hasn't painted anything in probably a decade, really. You know, he's doing really well for himself. I mean, I've just given that tow stuff today, the spare communal tow kit that we got off Darren's brother. It's like, uh, he was like, oh, I want you to strip him and sell them. I'm like, well, they were don- donated by Craig, so I'm not going to sell something that was donated. So I just passed it on to John because he was interested in tow. So he's built a little starter force for his wife, Kathy. Cool. Yeah, uh, a little demo game and stuff. So, and even then, it's good that they stay in the uh, group and the yeah, yeah. no filth to purge. <laughs> but yeah, I've done most of the Arby's. I've not played with them all. I usually just paint them. And then by the time, in the weekend long space it takes me to get to the table to play with them, I'm like, nah, I'm selling these. <laughs> you turn away for a minute and it's like a, a whole new army. I've got this tail <laughs> army, um, had it ready to sell. And that's sort of a joint venture. My mate Martin had, uh, or a friend of the show, Martin, had a large tower army sat in his shed for ages. Uh, he's obviously built these models with no idea of physics. Uh, they, they, <laughs> they are janky poses. Oh, God. Like, uh, he's done a riptide. It looks like it's like 
staring into the distance like it's just remembered it's left the gas on at home um, <laughs> or smell smelled a fart or something uh, anyway so he's like oh if you can paint them and sell them we'll just split the money and I was like alright cool no worries so I got them done up and he had two squads of Pathfinders still on the sprue and I was like look mate I'm just going to offload them on the sprue you know so if I paint them it's probably going to devalue them sometimes because tail aren't too hmm. shit hot on ninth currently and he's like, you can't have tail without Pathfinders. You're costing us money if you don't paint them. Like, <laughs> right, come on, Darren. Tell us what you tell us what you've collected. Yeah. I've had enough of hearing about Jay's eBay business that he's got going on. So come on. Well, uh, right. is, is this, is this just second paint? Forty k only or fancy as well? That game's workshop. Uh, no, you can cover. Fa- I, I didn't. I didn't cover fantasy, but um, I did have a. I think I had a chaos army briefly. I think, yeah, you you absolutely destroyed me with some high elves at that, Adam. So I was like, oh, let's dodge it and solve it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think you just had big units of marauders, and I just that was at the point where like high elves had some ridiculous spells, and you'd be Comet like, of Cassandora oh, or whatever. Oh yeah, or like everyone takes a strength four hit in the unit, and then you had like entire units <laughs> going up in flames. Yeah, it was it was gash. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, my my mine. No, go on, mine start, Regalus. Yeah, mine, mine started... So I actually started playing Fantasy to start with. So I think... Um, I can't exactly remember what edition that was on now. Uh, it, probably 4th or 5th. It was whenever the plastic high elf and goblin spearmen were in a big box with the awesome cardboard mm. uh, rock thrower and uh, and the griffin. Um, so I think that was 4th. Was it? Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. And yeah. so um, I started playing with... Okay. Um, I started playing with um, Undead, and they were fun. I had lots of fun with the broken rules back in the day. Vampire Counts basically exploding with something called a Heart of Woe, and then coming back with Von Karstein Ring mm-hmm. to like finish off what was left. <laughs> See, it was it was it was funny times, uh, you know. But um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sensing a theme here with Necrons yeah. and yeah. Broken Undead. And... <laughs> Look, twelve year old Darren was very vicious. Okay, that's what I'm saying. I'm mellowed out. I'm mellowed <laughs> yeah, out. He pulled no punches. <laughs> but <laughs> but then um, I went off and played. Um, started playing 40k orcs, and then. I played um, Wood Elves in Fantasy. Um, I had a Goblin Army, entirely Goblin Army, which I even took to one of the tournaments, Grand Tournaments in Nottingham. Um, that was quite fun just to see how pure Goblins can do. And not very well, apparently. <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> you one yeah. shot with your Fanatics and that's I it. I did have Fanatics, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, um, and, and the Marauder Giant we were talking about earlier. That's one of my, still got that, one of my favourite models. And um, then um, I went on to collect Tyranids and Necrons. And, oh, I did, I did actually have another version of Undead, a Norse Undead army, um, which is quite cool, like all converted up. Interesting. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of, those are my main ones. And I actually have all of them. Well, I have, I have most of them. I didn't have some of the oldest stuff like the orcs they've been stripped and uh this models are still around but the um uh necrons uh got sold off but i've recently rebrought necrons and i'm kind of painting up in a similar scheme so um it's kind of nice to come back to them i guess but yeah a bit of a hoarder i have majority of that still um if not my house at my my brother's house <laughs> so <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> 
He's doing well. He's doing well. And how about you, Adam? What what kind of uh, armies have you had over the years? Well, before anyone else chimes in, I should probably say the majority of these armies were probably unpainted. <laughs> of uh, course. But, uh, so <laughs> Goes I, without so saying, they mate, been, we don't, we don't bother. They can be anything. Um, so I started with Ultramarines, um, very quickly moved on to Chaos, which... Um, was when the third edition codex came out so i think i had a pretty decent sized force of alpha legion um at the time love the kind of like that's when the like new demon prince came out he was amazing um stuck some dragon wings on him uh that was cool what then went and played um fantasy for a bit i had high elves um dabbled like i say dabbled in a few of the specialist games things so mordheim and um and uh, Blood Bowl. Then I kind of took a bit of a break from the hobby. So I didn't really, so what, like um, Darren said, when I went to uni, I kind of stopped playing for a bit. Um, but every so often I'd come back and over the summer would probably probably buy a 500 point force to take take part in the doubles tournament that Lee and I used to go to. And I think we oh, did yeah. this a couple of years, couple of years running. Mm. So the first force I came back and managed to, I did a J and I managed to speed paint 60 crew in about 48 hours. Ooh, and, that's it, yeah. Well, maybe phenomenal. that's what killed the the kind of painting for me, to be honest. Could be. That, that like, Could be. that J experience <laughs> of doing that many crew in so little time, that was h- horrific. Um, but um, yeah, that was good. That was good fun though. So we took to a thousand point doubles tournament. So 500 points each. We had 120 models between us, 60 crew and <laughs> yeah. 60 orcs. Yeah. It was just like swarm the board. Yeah, we didn't win a we single game though, did we? Oh. I think we won one. I think we won the first game by fluke. But it was like just six units of 20 models <laughs> on the table. Um, yeah, that's quite I, funny. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the, the second tournament we went to, I took a more reserved for, and again, I painted all these guys up. That was 500 points worth of um, town um, I took. Um, so I have been known to paint in the past. Um, but then I, so you mentioned fifth, sixth. So I did kind of get back into the hobby around then. Um, I picked up those Necrons, about 2,000 points worth. But they, like, I agree, I agree down there. They were just a bit soulless. Yeah, you, you hated playing them, Lee. But honestly, they weren't exactly fun to play. There wasn't anything super exciting that they had. Um, they were just very effective. So I actually mm. ended up selling them. It, like that's why I like Tranids. You, you yeah. never, you never, you never. The, well, actually, when I play Tau, that's the only weird time where I'm like, I should probably win this game. <laughs> like, <I'm> like well, <laughs> what if I don't? <laughs> you know, sorry. What does that say about you? <laughs> but um, but you know, I I I just I've only recently got back into 40k, and this is part of it's probably FOMO. Like everyone else was like talking about like <laughs> 40k and picking up their armies again and playing a few games. And I guess I just wanted to have the opportunity to play a few games with people. Um, and if I'm honest, the rule set is fantastic now. Uh, it's, like, it's a lot it's better than what it was. I think it's a lot more rounded and, and it's kind of been brought up, up to a modern rule set. Like that's the biggest change. Maybe we'll move on to this. Like, what what's the biggest change in the game that you've seen? But from my perspective, it's definitely been that kind of rules evolution. And I felt like when I came back to play it in around like sixth edition, when when the Necrons were there, 
I just felt the game had like lost its soul, and like it to be honest, creaking. the company had lost its soul yes. at Six that point. Seven. They were really struggling with like community engagement, and they Six were just going through the motions. Right, real low points. Um, seven, particularly mm. if you. Well, that was when. If you, if you, I, I think I shared the video Go on. where it's like someone's talking about a review of Seventh and what you could do, and it's just making like unkillable Death Stars and like ridiculous things like uh, demon armies that could infinitely summon and sort of there's so many broken things in the game, most of them engineered to make you buy endless models. And it was quite clear that they just did not care about the game at that point. Well, I say that quite harshly, but like compared to what the game is now, it's it was um, it was quite sad times. So like you could, like, let's say I play Tyrannids, but I really like that, that Imperial Knight will be come the apocalypse allies. Really? That's not, that's not okay. Like, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's just like... It's... There, there's a marked shift in... When we ducked out of the hobby in around sort of 2014, um, the, it was still under the leadership of, I think it was Tom Kirby, and the, the hard line there was they, they'd already sealed the doors shut and it's like, no, no access, no, no behind-the-scenes talk, no leaks, no nothing... And that was that stemmed from a bad reaction they had to the wave serpent model, really? I believe, wow. that came out. Yeah, the plastic wave serpent model got leaked, and the uproar from the community. I remember this. They closed the GW forums about three days after the leak mm. happened because people were just like, "This looks shit compared to the way uh, to the Forge World one." Uh-huh. What are you doing? Bloody blah, blah. And it's like you know, no, no designer, no company really wants to hear that. And I think there was a bit of a knee jerk reaction at the company, and they're like, "Right, we're coming off of." everything they never had a social media presence when that became big after the fact they closed all their forums they went into that weird period didn't they in like the early 20 i think i want to say early 2010 so like 2011 or something where they were trying to shut down as many companies as possible that even mentioned their products like any kind of like beasts of war i think at one point we're told yeah you can't say space marines on your on your videos or whatever or on your yeah, articles yeah they uh I hear their legal department was bigger than their design department at that point. <laughs> yeah, it was mental. The amount of cease and desist. I mean, then there was the whole chapter house studios furor as well. Um, but then since like, I guess, sixth, seventh happened and then around sort of tail end of seventh, early eighth, there was, there was a big shift in the company. I think the leadership changed and they have really turned things around their attitude towards things like community, like the amount that they involve other content creators now it's it's a totally it feels like a different company and that was part of the reason why i was like okay i'm willing to give these guys another shot because they're actually you know they they acknowledge that they aren't the only people out there they acknowledge that there are other people that enjoy their products and they want to help support them and all this kind of stuff which you wouldn't have got when we were doing it you know seven eight years ago and i think that's that was the biggest thing that made me willing to give 40k another shot and also actually after playing kill team with uj and we realised that Marines just break that game and render it completely pointless to play oh, yeah. unless you're just playing Marines versus Marines. Which is worse. And, yeah, and you, you said you said you might as well play 40k. And I, you know, mulled it over and I thought, yeah, all right, I'll give it a go. I'll, I'll see what happens. You know, by that point I was willing and receptive and my wallet was then open and ready to get bummed basically (laughs) for want of a better word i I mean speaking of kill team though like surely that new kill team that they just released just doesn't look balanced at all that's that's like half the points of necrons versus a ridiculous like over that's crazy crazy yeah 
it's <laughs> like it's Space Hulk with five Terminators and five Gene Stealers, well, basically, like, isn't it? That's all it is. Like five Terminators because five Gretchen. That's what it's like. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can tell as well that's like... Do you want to split a box, Darren? Because I want, uh, I want I some like heavy intercessors. I'm not sure if I can split half the cost. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it'll be it'll be a seventy thirty yeah, split exactly. in your like, favour. You get a lot of plastic <laughs> out of this, aren't you? You know, it's like <laughs> does it have terrain in the box? So, uh, there is actually there yeah, is yeah, terrain there in the is, box. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mostly like Necron barrels and Necron doorways. It's not like oh, yeah. terrain that you could put on the battlefield in any great. It's not like the big monolithy. Like I actually quite yeah. like those anyway as terrain mm. pieces. The um the the fancy new Necron yeah. things they yeah, look quite cool. cool just on a just scattered around a battlefield rather than actually being used as a a rules piece. But I digress. Um, so yeah, it was it was good to come back. I think, and that it was that's what brought me back. I mean, how about yourself, Darren? What brought you back? Um, so uh, like mo- in in recent yeah. times compared to like you know coming back from uni, like- yeah, yeah. So um, mostly it's because um, initially I just did it for painting purposes like because of lockdown i I looked at my trad army and i was like i'm not quite done with them yet i um actually that was even before that i looked at clean steel cults before didn't i um so um i think it was just picking up the fact that i wanted to paint some 40k i wanted to see how the game evolved because i came back and i was like i i kind of knew about primaris but didn't really know what they were and like so like you can come you imagine like coming in and it's like about i don't know four five six years of like new models and it's like oh there's really cool stuff here and um then i'll start working with battle reports and uh eighth was cool enough but then like i think once ninth came out um i thought that was actually a really good game system i like the i also liked games workshops attitude as a company i thought it was really good i thought it was really inclusive it had some humor and um you know if anything like i it's it's we've had some interesting debates uh with my uh friends about what edition of 40k they will want to play if any and a lot of them because we all start on second sort of like go oh yeah we should play second again and though i'd love to do that the more we talk about it there's more we're like remember that time when that guy was um hidden around the corner on overwatch with a vortex grenade and just like sucked your brilliant you know demon prince into the the warp and never to be found again and kind of like oh yeah it was really broken <laughs> wasn't it so, you know second edition was so broken it was just like and to do anything in second edition you had to throw on a shot like you know i want to walk over there well get a shot out yeah. <laughs> you know it's like yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then that, get comfy exactly, boys. that shot goes to another was- shot let me show you a diagram of how many rolls you're going to make until we def- determine you didn't succeed roll on a chart to see which chart you yeah, need honestly it was charts for the shark yeah. god um but yeah it was crazy times but anyway and i was actually saying like ninth actually has a lot of things that were very uh, similar to second um but the objectives are better like i like the primary objectives i like the secondary objectives you can really it's a bit it reminds me of affinity in that you can kind of you you play for the mission but you also have to think about how you're going to do the secondary so i think that's really cool um so i like the i do like the addition we i think it's a little bit of a topsy-turvy at the moment because things are still settling because of there's only uh, actually only a couple of ninth edition codexes out still and um, a lot of 8th edition armies are are yeah, not doing all that well, apart from a couple, like Sisters of Battle and 
at Custodes. They just won the tournament, so you know they they must be doing all right. But um, a lot of overdition armies. Oh, is that the Las Vegas? No yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Which, and they were up against. Oh, spoilers! I hadn't caught up with who'd won oh. yet. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, don't worry. After it's it's fine. It's fine. I'd kind of been keeping a passing look yeah. at it just because it was quite interesting, and obviously we knew one yeah. of the content creators involved with that. Yeah, so. I did actually watch one of his games. I watched the first one anyway. The Custodes versus the. Uh, uh, sisters, I okay. think. Mm. Yeah, yeah it was good. I, I, I feel um, like. But I always knew Jay was a power gamer. That's why yeah. he went in for custodes anyway. <laughs> yeah. did, they, did they win? Did you got to get the two together, though. Sisters for the damage, custodes for the toughness. Um, but uh, oh, is it? Oh, you mean like an imperial super yeah. army where he's got a mix of both? Yeah, yeah. And that nah, that, 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 that did really well. Got sisters of silence. Yeah, um, the wrong sisters. That's the wrong sisters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but um, yeah, I actually. Content creators, I'll give a uh, talk about because, like, I think if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't like because of lockdown, probably just be painting, wouldn't be that into the game itself. But, um, I, I've pl- thankfully because of tabletop similar, I've played a reasonable number of ninth edition, not as many as I'd like, but like, um, it's I watch a lot of battle reports actually, uh, particularly tabletop titans. Uh, I'm really a big fan of them. I support their show because they release like three games a week or something ridiculous. So like, you know, these are people that got full time jobs. So I want to support them. Um, and so that that's nice to have that that you can um, in these times have some distraction where it's just like, hey, I'm just going to put this on in the background. And I, you know, it's normally like background sort of talk and i kind of like you know watch every key key moments um but that's been really fun i think particularly during lockdown having something like that's like 40k that's like evolving quite a lot it's, it's good to um it's good to have something that you can kind of distract yourself with you know <laughs> so mm, definitely definitely how about you jay like you didn't really drop off of gw did you like before you met us we met you via infinity but i mean you were still playing Games Workshop yeah, games at that point, weren't you? I think so. No, I dropped off probably about fifth ed. Mm. Didn't come back to eighth. Yeah, mainly because uh, I got posted to Germany for three years and what really wasn't a scene over there and work was nails anyway. So mm. but when I got posted back to the UK, it was back to sort of Salisbury way where I was used to. So all my old friends who had met from GW and stuff were still playing. I actually didn't even get back into it then. We started this little 500 point tournament amongst uh, sort of friends and friends of friends. And it's like 500 points. Yeah, I can have a look at that. I'll get a really cool. I was going to do like a scout biker army. Because 500 points should be like a reconnaissance force. I was going to have loads of like um, panniers on the bikes, things like that, land speeders with the scouts. It's a really recce uh, based, fluffy army. I worked it all out. It was going to be quite expensive because scout stuff was expensive then. And then uh, I said to my mate Matt, I was like, what are you taking? He's like, right, so I've got these two squads of 10 cultists and two Helldrakes. I was like, it's 500 points, what? mate. He's like, yeah. I was like, right, I'm not playing. Um, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so that, that just didn't want to play that sort of game, really. And the mm. only people I could play with at that time were pretty... The Salisbury shop at that time was very competitive. Right, That's not how I want to play. I'm a very fluff-based gamer. So, yeah, I still stayed away for quite some time. I didn't start playing again until I got back to Bradford Haven or moved to Bradford Aiden. So I was playing Bolt Action and Infinity first, and I didn't get back into 40k until 8th dropped. There's a new Plague Marines. I was like, yeah, doing them. Did them, sold them. Uh, <laughs> played a couple <laughs> of games. Course. So yeah, I did drop off for a bit. The thing that got me back really was 
Uh, my mate works in G-Dubs, Salisbury, and I said to him, you know, what's his eighth like? What's, what's the score? And he's like, I'm not just pimping this now because I work here. He goes, but it's the best edition we've ever done. Like, even he was like, I could see why people didn't like seventh and stuff like that, where, and fifth and sixth, because of the holes in the game. Because eighth, he was quite impressed with. He said it's quite fluid, quite dynamic, but still has character to the fighting. Um, the only thing eighth needed, I thought, was set objectives rather than that bloody objective deck. Go get to number one. No, go to number two. Back to one. <laughs> yeah. uh, Maelstrom of yeah. War. Yeah, I don't like that either. Yeah. I think it's just a, a crap concept, to be honest. Yeah, I, I kind of get that you should have... Yeah, there, there should be like chaos on the battlefield, but I mean that's what the dice are there for, right? That's to represent yeah. things going wrong or things going very right. Well, I, think that, I don't think you should. It's kind of like okay. Like, sorry, I think it's okay. Like for like secondaries, if you like had like a bit like infinities, like you if you do you have a mission where you roll up your secondaries, yeah. that's kind of fun. But it shouldn't be like the primary mm. objective is like because it reminds me of like this colonel being like now run to the deployment zone no 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 now run to our deployment zone and then no no it's like it's like, yeah. power. It's like yeah. uh, what what are you trying to do here yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah you'll score some points if you cast some psychic powers but I play uh, Tau you know for instance that don't yeah. have any psychics yeah. it's like you're immediately on the back foot oh go and go and capture this blooming objective that is surrounded by the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> And then next turn, it doesn't matter. It's like, it's like oh. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, oh, slay the warlord. Oh, but I killed him three turns ago. Well, tough luck. You don't get any points for it yeah. now because you did yeah. it the wrong time. Like it, it's, it was silly. It just doesn't make any sense. Like unless they are determined at random at the start of the game, and then they stay, that's fine. But I just think, well, no, I'm not a fan of that. I, I prefer the missions as they are now in Ninth Edition 40k, where it's. It's a little bit paintbally, but it's you know it's good in that it's balanced. Yeah. It feels balanced. Nothing feels out of whack. As long as you from the limited games for I've the played. primary, I think there's still some codexes that can't, and that's where it probably hurts more. Um, but I think they'll address that. Mm. You know, I'd love to see yeah. a mix where you and... sorry, sorry uh, uh, yeah, I'd like to see a mix. So your primaries are set; they're the mission, and your secondaries are randomised because oh, yeah. currently people can really. Just build a force of own secondaries. Like, I love that though. I, I love I love thinking about lictors. my secondaries beforehand. That's like I build my list going, ah, the lictors gonna come along and scramble some eggs, as they call it. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think uh, if you, if you watch a lot of the kind of um, kind of games uh, that the people do broadcast, a lot of them actually have an idea of what secondaries they would go for, but still kind of like adapt them based on what the opponents oh, bring cool. in as well which i think is quite nice to see like okay i was gonna take this but actually you turn with up with a bunch of really big vehicles so i just go for bring mm. it down uh, because actually i i think i can take out a couple of your vehicles i, I, I think there's always um, a... and then it's this kind of like there is a bit of a kind of like shell game going on like you can then go okay i've taken these vehicles but i'm gonna leave them in reserve until turn mm. four so you can't shoot them and then like deny that way oh yeah i suppose yeah, I've not really looked at it that way. I mean, um, I've been pretty haphazard with my secondaries. I've only played probably a handful of games of ninth. The secondaries, I haven't quite got the knack to. And again, I'm playing Custodies, so it's actually quite a shallow list. Yeah, I, I think it depends on your list. Like secondary. some lists um, can go to the game thinking that there's two secondaries I'll probably do because I've got mobility. So, you, you know you'll probably go for these ones, but there's always that third one that's really difficult. So it's normally like, is a mission specific good or does the enemy give points away? But 
Well, the new um, FAQ, which is an errata, um, they uh, basically Ooh. really reduce the um, points you get from the enemy. So things like bring it down and um, aboard the witch and stuff, they're just um, they're still worthwhile sometimes, but they're they're definitely not like auto takes against some people, which I think is good because it was really putting people off of taking certain lists, which it's really sad to see. Like people are like, oh, don't take that vehicle because you know it'll give you like more than former triumph player is like the classic was a flying hive tyrant was just like do you want to give someone assassinate and um abort the witch and uh bring it down all in one go and i think it was it was some ridiculous like combination <laughs> i can't remember exactly off the top of my head but it's it's it, that is it, it no it's it that. was just like do you want to give all the points away for this one model <laughs> it's like uh probably not and then people mm didn't want to take it and that kind of sucks you know you kind of well, it's your caveat you get to choose one of your secondaries to cash that in on oh, that's a good idea yeah yeah you like Maybe it feels it does feel a bit of like a jackpot where you're like yeah <laughs> you know that model was three <laughs> three different criteria met cha-ching yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> or just don't make him your warlord <laughs> well have some prime bossing him around <laughs> days get over there on your wings buddy <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah the like 8th and ninth has been very much a it's been an overhaul for the game without like because it is it is pretty much fundamentally the same game that we played you know back in the day of like you know 3rd 4th 5th it the a lot of the mechanics are very similar but obviously there's so much change that it is essentially a different game but it's it's for the better like the games I've played so far I've only been a handful as well but they they felt pretty balanced on the whole you know, I've never felt I'm stupidly overpowered compared to my opponent's army and, and vice versa. And, you know, that may change, you know, the stuff I'm hearing about the new Dark Angels, like at the time of recording, they were, they're being previewed and they went out for pre-order just, just this weekend last. Uh, they sound a little bit OP, like... I but... think I think all 9th edition codex, all 9th edition codexes, I think, are a little OP because that's, I think, in my personal opinion, like... um Mm. And um, I I just hope that the um, the Eldar get their codex after all yeah. you guys get your codex. As, as as so, uh, mine's the most OP of the. As long the as they go, oh, for yeah, Elder. at that point is when we we sell up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For Elder, <laughs> we're just gonna go back. Yeah, oh, not Elder. To like us, uh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna sell everything. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, they're broken. Think- they're the unstoppable uh, power train. But like, as, as though the game is a, a bit weird question. at the moment. Oh, sorry, yeah. I was going to ask Darren, because you're, obviously you're actually keeping your finger on the pulse a hell of a lot better than me, and probably you guys are as well, Adam and Lee. Mm. So In when theory. people say ninth ed codexes are a bit OP, it's got this, uh, you know, the ghost of Matt Ward's come back, whatever his name was. Um, yeah, Matt Ward. Yeah. Um. Right. Like Ebenezer Scrooge shaking his dice bags. <laughs> no, no um, you reckon it's like the whole codex itself is like, wow, that's an amazing codex. Or is it if I take A, B, and C, then I've actually created a bit of a power combat. Like Mortarian's obviously a badass. But yeah, he's a primarch. Mortarian and Sanquil in your regard are probably like standouts. But honestly, like on the whole, most of the codexes are just really good. And like the internal balance is good. Um, like and and the more ninth edition codexes we get, mm. the less. Will feel their OP. They'll just be the, the standard. 
It's just because there's only a few of them at the moment, and um, that's a good thing. There, there are two tiers yeah. of power level, right? Yeah, definitely. There's the the power of ninth edition codexes versus eighth edition ones. Yeah, there's a bit of an imbalance. But there. like they are, but it's like not crap. Ninth edition codexes are really, I think, really interesting, and really dense. Like Necron Codex has got so like I've I've recently brought it into, and it's got so many layers. Like you could like whereas before you 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 put a brian army you might get bored with them i'm like there is a lot going on in this codex and most of it's really balanced i was like i think there's two units that i think are trash and the rest i'm like these are all interesting and um i would want to use them um which is really good for a codex and i so i definitely think they've got a better grasp of like internal balance within the codex and making a codex really rich and interesting and lots and lots of layers mm. um so I think if they keep doing it for ninth edition codexes, they keep bringing them out, and they'll be re- it'll be really good. Um, Mortarian is is definitely something a lot of people are talking about at the moment. I'm not. I've seen him in some battles, and he, he is ridiculous by the looks of it. Like don't don't try and kill him because you you're just having a laugh. Unless you go back to second edition and get that Votrex yeah, grenade, don't, don't. <laughs> he's, he's not going down. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that like he's a bit of a powerhouse, and if like you can't just concentrate on him because the rest of the army will kill you, but if you leave him, then he can wipe out a good sizable chunk of your force by himself. Yeah, I've, I've seen him wreck armies actually. He's a demon primarch, son of the emperor. I mean, give him give him his dues. Mm. He, yeah, it'd be rubbish if he wasn't. <laughs> someone's taken him they've paid the 85 quid to buy him and then they paid him hopefully. do you know what like we talk about kind of power levels and stuff in gaming but in in reality like all of us play a pretty varied list like I, i've not seen any of us play something that i've been like oh you know apart from your custodes jay <laughs> fuck off with them um, that buddy like captain on door needle jet bike <laughs> in his bloody nine wound three up invulnerable dickhead save you would have won that game Adam if you hadn't left that objective at the start that's the worst bit you're having a go at custodies for your tactical error <laughs> the key to the custodians is just to remind them that they're not on earth and then they run off and uh that's the uh you say that i I think i give myself a bit of a hamstring by taking sisters of silence yeah yeah. that's 220 points where i could take two more dawn eagles to be fair though dawn eagles are they're not that bad like there are worse models in the game for equivalent points i think i I mean uh, i took your captain out yeah you smashed him you can't kill dreadnoughts that's for sure yeah (laughs) um two hits gone Mm. Doesn't matter if you've got nine wounds, yeah. Nice one, mate. I'm doing was it D6 plus three damage or something that we're doing. So oh, like that, I, 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 it's not quite. It's oh, like D3 plus three. I'm but, so glad they're getting rid of oh, D3 oh, damage. Like, like, him in one round of combat. Like D3 damage is just irritating and time consuming. Oh. I still have a few. Yeah. People- I still have a few weapons that do vary damage, but then I don't have many in my army, but there are in the uh, codex think- still. I think that's the worst <clears throat> thing about the Aldor at the moment is there's so much variable oh. damage in the list. Yeah. Like it's it, it's horrific. I think I think um, even worse is that you have to roll, I, you have to roll six to do something good. It's like it's like you do not want that. Like the yeah. Shurken catapults. It's like you'd rather just have AP minus two or something rather than on oh, a six. No, it's really good. All their guns, all bad mech guns are like a six. Oh, really? On a six uh, you get AP. On a six you get extra shot. 
but you know, with like all the kind of rules that are coming out, I can see some of their psychic powers move into auras. I can see kind of like some of the synergies coming out. Uh, I think I think they'll be good when they get updated, and they just need to like change things like the star cannons to do like a flat damage two rather than D three. Yeah, um, and then you've actually got something that can deal with marines like and it just slows the game down man like i just hate things where i'm like i'm shooting this unit i've got six six wounds now roll damage i've killed two guys because i've rolled like one one or two one or two and or like you cause one wound and then you cause like three wounds yeah. and it's just like mm. it just all kind of disappears and yeah it's inevitably the three wounds go on the guy that's only got one wound left so yeah like, yeah, yeah it's wasted 100 <laughs> percent it's, it's so annoying and it just slows the game down <laughs> I like what you say there actually about the Eldar like some of their mi- well, minor psychic powers they, they should be so skilled that it should just be an aura that's always on right it should only be the big hitters that need to have like you know casting roles and stuff I think you're right that yeah. would be that would be a much better way to represent them especially like things like the warlocks and their kind of more minor powers like still yeah. let them cast smite if they want but like they've probably got an aura that's giving the squad some form of you know benefit or whatever you know i think you're right i think that's a really well, interesting see, like warlocks with a cast sort of thing like an aggressive warlock would be giving you reroll hits or something a defensive mm. one would be minus one the shots coming at you maybe like a sort of a not a school of magic sort of thing but similar build. yeah like a discipline or something isn't it yeah yeah I, I think it will be a complete rewrite though like you look at the other armies and it's not just a slight update it's and elder even older and like I'm really excited to see what they do with Dark Elder because I think that would be a good indication of how they're dealing with Elder in general. Mm. Like, like Elder are pretty squishy, and this is an addition where you need to have some sort of presence on the table. So I'm I'm interested to see whether they'll do something like minus one to hit at all times or something to give them a, a bit of um, staying power. But we'll see. Uh, they might win in different ways, and that would be as equally as interesting. Um, but I think. Eldar will get a stealth update with Dark Eldar because a lot of their guns, Bright Lance, Dark Lance, Star Cannon, Syndicate, sort of parallel. You say that, but then they are, well, they are parallel, but they are different named weapons, so they could, in theory, have different profiles. Although they have shared, yeah. historically, they've shared profiles. They may not in future, so, no, yeah. It's like flamers, every, everything that was an 8-inch flame template went to 12 yeah. in the game, basically. Uh, except for a few, mm. wasn't it? I think there were a few that got so, screwed out of yeah. that. Same with like fusion weaponry, wasn't it? With Tau. Uh, but and it's also things like yeah. at the moment, don't all Chaos Space Marines, apart from Death Guard, have one wound? It's like <laughs> I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure that's a thing, isn't it? It's yeah. like, oh my god. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, it's weird that they won't just say right here, just have an extra wound for a bit of time, yeah. and then you know we'll get a proper Codex update out because they're this, they're not a, they're not adverse to changing point values, mm. so why not just do that? And if they need to adjust points, just adjust points in a in a PDF document. It's it's, it's the, weird. the whole song and a dance, so isn't it? I still think they have yeah. that kind of reminiscent of um, wanting to kind of get the big release where people jump on and buy all the new yeah, models because something mm. gets updated. So yeah. Yeah. I don't it's know. Uh, but in general, it's kind of balanced out. It's not too bad. But I've been able to pick up a decent size Eldar Force with the relatively new models. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely lacking the aspects. Sorry. That's the main thing that they need to update. Um, I am not buying that metal stuff. Um, or fine cast I think you'd be alright with the rangers the rangers are actually quite nice models and they're relatively recent sculpts in you know in the scheme of it I quite like them I had I had them when they were metal and they were nice and yeah, if, I'm sure the resin's not that bad if you can get the um, metal ones I'd, I'd like it but I must admit I'm, I'm very um, put off buying fine cast I'm quite gutted I brought I sold um, a an, an metal Nightbringer 
last year or, or so, and I'm like, God, mm-hmm. should have kept that model. <laughs> I haven't found I haven't found Fine Cast to be that oh, bad yeah. from the limited experience I had with it. I had like the when I had my Dark Eldar, like it was when Fine Cast first became a thing. So I had I had the Metal Archon, and then I got the Fine Cast version, and they were pretty much the same. I had the racks; they were fine cast. I had uh, a couple of others, and they they really weren't that bad. Okay, maybe, like, maybe... I, to be honest, I found them. I preferred them because I wasn't. It didn't feel like I was mixing mediums within my army, where you had like a metal character and then a bunch of like plastic troops. That always I don't know why that just never sat right with me. Whereas when it was resin and plastic, you can't really tell the difference. My, my favourite was uh, metal body it's and uh, problem, plastic arms. But... That, nothing looked better than. Uh... Oh, oh <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Tau broadside, the original Tau broadside, where it was metal pieces on flimsy little tiny ankles. <laughs> yeah, because that that'll never that'll never go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think they talk. Yeah, I don't I don't miss hybrids. Talking at all. about the point thinking, uh, Shankers. So this is one thing that I I think is really like worth pointing out. Is like it, like we've got a uh, Arata as I'm calling it anyway um, of point changes already for ninth, and um, although it doesn't like massively change things up at least it's sort of it's obvious the games workshop are actually looking at what is over uh being overplayed and uh and actually addressing it and it's actually really encouraging to see that because like this was quite a soft touch at this point but it was in the right direction and it's like well it goes to sh- gives me some hope that games workshop are they're definitely looking they've got the meta watch uh which is really good um articles on the games workshop website where they basically take all the information from other websites <laughs> but like it's 40k stats basically <laughs> just like condensed into a nice eat digestible um article and um but it's really good that they're doing that they're looking at well you say easily digestible well but, i mean to me it was all just like all these all these numbers and i was like that bit in is it the hangover where all the numbers are whizzing <laughs> yeah. around and he still gets it wrong it's like that's basically what it was well, for well, me the, the 40k stats site is basically tables so like, it's better than that but like um it's sort of it is sort of like it's explaining the what how good tor- uh, armies are doing, and at the moment there's not many tournaments, but it's good that they're like looking at. It. And when we talk about imbalance, actually, like um, I think the best performing army is around sixty percent wins, which is Harlequins, and the uh, sort of the lowest I think is like thirty odd percent, which is like Gene Steel Colts something like that. I might be off a bit on the on that, but like it, it's like a lot actually are quite close to the fifty percent. Uh, more than you might think. So as we talk about imbalance, it's actually, it's not, it's probably not as bad statistically as we, we sometimes feel it. Do you know what I mean? But it's, it's, I'd love to win a third of my games. Sorry. I said, I'd love to win a third of my games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it's just good to see that Games Workshop are actually looking at that stuff and going, okay, so why is this army doing really well? And we, at the moment, their only power yeah. seems to be tweaking points, which is not always a good approach because you don't necessarily want to um, just do it that way. But it's it's a way, you know, it's like at least they can do something and they will do something, which is it's encouraging because otherwise, like 7th edition was like, it's in the codex, it's there forever. <laughs> and that, that's, that led yeah. to some problems. Yeah. They did some good heavy-handed stuff. Like aggressors, like that's it. You can't shoot twice anymore. You've had your fun. Oh, you mean eradicators? <laughs> Get sold on eBay tomorrow. Ah, uh, oh, aggressors. No, aggressors used to be able to shoot oh, yeah, twice course, as yeah, well. Yeah. yeah, if they stood still. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah. There's, there's still a little bit of that. I mean, some of it is obviously it's, 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 it's there. 
they're a company that is there for profit, right? So you know they want to sell the latest yeah. models. So you're likely going to get decent rules on the newer stuff uh, nine times out of ten, especially where Space Marines are concerned. Mm. Um, it's a little heavy-handed. Like you know, the aggressors went from you know basically everyone had nine of them, yeah. unless you were me, um, to you know everyone selling them because they're not as good anymore. So yeah, I don't it's necessarily good, like though. that, you know. But I kind of have to just say, okay they're in it for the money like all companies are I, I think it comes down to the player you know, actually so it's, it's going to happen yeah but surely that's just reminiscent of the yeah. player base yeah. right like, it, it, which is yeah. they're, they're in it for the power game if you're buying nine aggressors yeah yeah and for for me I'm a casual player so I'm not particularly worried about meta so much like you know I, I might I'll, I'll keep a, a, a side eye on it and just see you know okay yeah if I'm taking something that is like lauded as being awful or, or ridiculously OP, then I would either tone it down or up. But I wouldn't sort of go chasing it and saying, right, I need to buy nine eradicators and, and 15 outriders Ooh, or whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, I, never... I, I think that's like where, like, for example, <laughs> units like the um, Sangring Regard, uh, they're like um, something that people really latched onto. Like I saw that tournament list that had like three, four units of them. And although it's good, it's like all it takes is one errata to up the points by like I don't know they're actually really ridiculously undercosted but like a fair bit and all of a sudden it's like oh why do I have all of these so like my my personal approach is always just like I like buying things in twos uh, I don't know why I think this yeah yeah but, no so. I agree I agree buy things in twos you've got some redundancy there like yeah and you're not going to be that that butt hurt if something yeah. <laughs> like an errata comes out and all of a sudden like increases the points by. 20 30 points a model but I, I agree with that and i think do you know what there is uh, that's probably the one challenge within the competitive scene of 40k is there's like so many players that don't they don't really care that they have to spend you know um god knows how much money to get three of the latest unit that are all kind of like in meta and they don't care that they need to sell them what they care about is just that they're staying on yeah. top and then mm. they're able to compete at that top level um and yeah. but that's never going to be the the group that we play with right so it doesn't really apart from jay and his custodes but i thought you i thought you were going to throw that at darren then for his like 18 hive guard or whatever I've, it is i've got six on it his, feels uh, yeah, like six they're 18 but they're just six of them i've never brought more than that broken shoot twice strategy for two cp i've actually stopped using them at a thousand points because that's when it's like Oh, like it's weird. It's like <laughs> thousand yeah, points. Tr- Tran is shooting twice at a thousand points is a problem. Um, <laughs> it's like I'm um, hitting on threes yeah. as well, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, from out of line of sight. That's marine for out of line of sight. I mean, that sounds ridiculous. Yeah, tr- I remember shooting. when Tyrion has used a hit on fives. What? No, that would be more no. acceptable. I mean, d- hit on I actually threes. would really like well, my personal like <laughs> if Tran did get a codex update, I actually would really like the combat bills to be viable again because like the combat troops are just trash at the moment, and it's just like I. I really like that. Like, like Trilons for me were, um, they had some shooting, but they were more combat oriented. And now they've turned into this like shooty army that is like, they outshoot like Admech, well, not Admech, but maybe, like Tau, my friend's Tau army. I outshoot them and I'm like, this does feel a bit weird, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's wrong, yeah, right? Yeah, it's like, why is this, yeah. why is this the right approach? It's when the Tau get into combat and bludgeon it to death with a <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're running at me. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh. 
But um, yeah, like it, that would be quite cool. I, I actually really love it if they made synapse a bit more interesting, like rather than like just don't run away, which is great. But like, you know, maybe you can do some other things. So um, maybe get some of the, the sort of uh, trainers all about like synergies. So maybe, you know, something along those lines as more as well, like get units close to each other and they buff each other. You know, I, I don't know, because there's a lot of things they could do and I'm, I'm excited to see what they all delve into for ninth edition i have a thought on this oh, one yeah. so, you know that the marines have got their steady sort of phase steady cards. <laughs> that, yeah um so the marines have got their phase cards like devastated doctrine and, oh, yeah, yeah. and it goes through the game and they just get free buffs for nothing it's um something similar for tyranny would work i think so a card that says like so if you think your synapse is like a chain of command you know, the high tyrant chooses a card that's like hyper aggression or something and then that stems down to the warriors, etc. And anyone in the aura of, aura of synapse gets, you know, they can move and charge or extra reroll on their charge. I don't know. But then you could pick a different sort of, yeah. uh, like if the hive tyrant's in danger, you could do like a defend, a defensive synapse uh, order. And then I don't know, they're all minus one to hit big monsters while the former gets like literally jumping in the air to catch bullets yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be quite <laughs> fun. Ideas. I don't know. I, I think you, you've got to be you've got to be careful not to kind of just copy and paste kind of the way in which marine auras work and they're kind of like doctrines. You don't want tyrannids to feel like marines. You want them to feel slightly like, different. So I don't know if they can do anything with marines, that. You just go, right, all your bomb guns do one extra AP back on whatever it is. <laughs> until you choose otherwise i tell you what though like so we talked a lot about 40k but um one thing that has piqued my interest recently has been age of sigma they have yes. had some pretty phenomenal model releases um in that range um mm. over the last 12 months since i've been kind of like looking at it i, I mean i know it's not some of some people's cup of tea but those latest kind of um lumineth realm lords figures the uh, kangaroos and the uh, <laughs> oh, they've grown uh, on me. You know, cows and stuff, and, and the, the the demigod the, kind of thing the with, the, with the giant. Uh, uh, Age of Sigma is all about hats. Oh, yeah. The bigger the hat, the <laughs> higher your rank is. You know, yeah. the kangaroos are a bit of a weak point there. I like uh, the rest of it's actually grown on me. I will, I will definitely agree with that. But the kangaroos, you you lost me at kangaroo. <laughs> it's like, the less kangaroo, what? more gallimimus. Uh, yeah, I've said it before on this podcast. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of steampunk, and I'm not a huge fan of dwarfs. But put the two together, <laughs> oh my god, they! Uh, I just love them. They are brilliant. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I've, I've got a few because I, I picked up Warcry early last year, and I really want to play some more of that when we can get back to it. And that's the Age of Sigma skirmish okay. game um, with all the chaos warbands, but they also brought in, you can use a lot of age of Sigma armies as warbands in that as oh, well. Yeah. Obviously not full armies, like, you know, you can have a little skirmish force of a little warband of them. Okay. So I picked up some Caradron for that. Um, and I also got them for RPG purposes. No, 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 you cannot, um, don't give them their real name. No one knows their real name. You have to say steampunk dwarves. You say Caradons or whatever. All right. Steampunk, <laughs> steampunk flying dwarves. Yeah. Steam, steampunk sky dwarves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I've got I've got a bunch of those, and like I've been I did, painted some up on the weekend just gone actually, and really enjoyed it. So you know, if people got into Age of Sigma, I would maybe give them a go because mm. actually they they sort of seem like Dark Elder, okay, in that they fly around on the boats and 
you know they're quite maneuverable for for dwarf you know they, they are sort of the antith- antithesis of of a dwarf army which is you know usually slow moving blocks of infantry and a few slayers this is like no this is a bunch of guys with guns on boats that flit around the sky and can like redeploy they like they've got real maneuverability because they can fly high with the ships and then drop back down and the guys can shoot off of the ships and stuff and and things like that and they just sound quite fun so you know it, it's you know it, it's probably quite hard to play but some something that I would like to give a go mm. if, if if things take off and you know and people want to start playing Age of Sigma, I'd be up for it. They're not black powder weapons either. They actually fire like lasers. Oh. Yeah, it's like they use ether gold, and that's what yeah. they harvest. Is it's like you know it's obviously flecks of gold in the air, like magic kind of stuff. And they've they've got some cool things. Like you can have uh, a guy can like capture a, a spell in a bottle and then unleash it during the game. So although they don't have any oh, magic cool. users, he can like you know. Nice. Borrow one, as it were. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Which I thought was I quite just cool. want to play with Teclas, yeah. you know, that giant like Sphinx thing and oh, floating Teclas. Some of those models that. are incredible. Mm. Like a lot of the Age of Sigma stuff is, to be honest. I know, I know it doesn't gel with a lot of people. Even some of the Stormcast stuff, I really like the big kind of heroes and stuff that they have are really elaborate. Yeah. They're, they're pretty cool. I think the model range, I think in in and the new Slanesh stuff as well. You know, um, like I think the rules is always a bit that like left me thinking I probably won't won't go into it um well when it first came out it had all those silly rules didn't it like you know if you if you played undead and ever knelt down you lost the game automatically or if you were an empire player and you had a big mustache you got bonuses which was you know I, I get what they were trying to do but it just didn't gel it was a bit silly whereas like now the rules is it's pretty much 40k I think yeah. for all intents and purposes but with the weird yeah it's about the biggest difference isn't it thing. yeah yeah and you can shoot in combat with your full weapon. Yeah, and, and and you have to roll off. Yeah, yeah, it might be interesting. Um, yeah, there's an initiative, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, the start the initiative is rolled for at the start of each each battle yeah. round. But you know, it can't be that bad. I mean, I guess yeah, having a double turn against you is probably not great. But you could always house rule that out and just play alter. You know, I go, you go, and just roll off at the start of the game. I'm sure it wouldn't break yeah. the it, game to do that. It probably makes it more balanced. Yeah, if anything. I mean, well, it's an interesting way to get around the whole idea. Like in, I find a lot in fantasy games like Kings of Wars like this, where you become really, um, the movement's really important to see whether you're in range of someone. So you basically want to be in range so you can charge them and they can't charge you. And that's kind of like this cat and mouse thing. And in a way, the double, getting two turns on a trot actually is like, I guess it puts you in that, like where you can put your unit in ability to charge if you get the turn. So I don't know, it's like a bit of risk reward, uh, kind of interesting. Oh, I guess, yeah. It's similar to, um, what's it called, uh, bolt action that I used to play. You pull your a dice out of a bag. If it's yours, you get to activate a unit. So you would set the end of the turn up going right. I've legged it across open ground. If I do not get first turn, these yeah, guys it's like, flaps, this is a terrible fight. move. It's mm-hmm. like it's, so I see what you mean by the risk reward. Yeah. I've just finished painting a thousand mm. points of Ogre Moor tribes. Ogre, not Ogre. Um, <laughs> and it was just a lot of fun. The models are massive. I mean, I always thought big things were intimidating, but that mammoth I painted was just so much fun. The stone horns, amazing. Yeah, it looks incredible, mate. Yeah, that is it. Did a really good job on that. Yeah. We should we should put that on our socials for all the listeners. All right, yeah. Uh, and I'm looking at. I bought the book for Flesh Eater Courts, just because um, I had the ogre book already, and the fluff in it was just great. Really enjoyed the fluff. The Flesh Eater Courts have got this absolute manic background i've never really bought an army simply for the background 
But then I read the flashy reports bit from the main uh, Age of Sigma book, and I thought it was so good that I just want to get an army of these now. And people unofficially are saying that they're Bretonians, because uh. obviously Bretonia is <laughs> dead and gone. And what it is, is the main vampire lord has an aura of madness around him. And obviously he's a hunched over, he's the old Strigoi vampire. Uh, but he believes he's a mortal lord uh, in all his livery uh, <laughs> and all that stuff. He's got his knights on horseback who are actually massive abominations and all the cannibals around him are his serfs. And in his head, they all look resplendent in their regalia and stuff like that. And the madness permeates through the area. They believe it as well. So when they go to war, like the flying, horrible nightmare zombie things are angels like speaking prayers as they come down and smite the phone. It's like, no, uh, the horrible, massive cannibals that he bases off. <laughs> I just thought it was such a weird fluff element that I was like, that is absolutely hilarious. I love that. That's cool. And there's like little bits in the fluff of um, there's a slam mage priest who summons. Uh, the ghosts of his former warriors, basically. So you have loads of lizard men, but they're all technically ghosts. Um, but he gets <laughs> infected with the madness of one of these vampire lords. And every time he summons more lizard men, they become more ghoulish. And uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. So you can do like little conversion projects like that, like lizard man uh, ghouls, because they think they're lizards. Oh, no, that sounds really cool. I love a themed army. So yeah, that sounds cool. I, I think I think for model wise, the, but yeah, I'm all for Age of Sigma. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm actually really tempted to buy a Mega Gargant, even though I I hate the name because it reminds me of the Epic Gargants, and I'm like, why why do you need to reuse the name yeah, for copyright purposes? It's, it's a giant. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a big. Yeah, it's a giant. It's a giant plus the giant squared. Yeah, it's, it's a giant and a half. Super yeah, giant. Super giant. The Primaris yeah, giant. Primaris, Primaris yeah. everything. <laughs> Like you need to pimp your giant. Well, I know it'd be something like it'd be like in, inter interjector or something, wouldn't it? It'd be like you know, the, the giant. Be sort of... It just when you finish painting, and one of them comes out in a massive war suit made of a giant. Yeah. It, I mean, that model though, it's a giant <laughs> riding a giant. Yeah, it infiltrates. Yeah, but yeah, infiltrates. <laughs> yeah, um, um, yeah. It's um, that that model is actually one of those models that makes it go. Like, I'd just like to buy it and just be like, yeah, you know, paint it up, and it'd be really cool. And uh, a bit of a centerpiece, like people would be like, oh, that's like it's like mm. a size of a, a knight, you know. And um, it's just a really cool cool model. Um, but uh, yeah. There's a whole army of giants yeah, there, sons of Bahamut. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty cool because at least then you you only have to buy like ten models, probably, probably less. Four. <laughs> no, it's less than that. It's like four. Yeah, it's true. It's four. They yeah. are essentially the knights of Age of Sigma. Yeah. I think. Yeah, you, you get one. You get one of those know. big ones and three of the normal giants. Mm. Let's you. I could probably points. do that. I have to paint human flesh, but um, yeah, probably do. And randomly, I might be saying, does it scale like knights though? Uh, because Age of Sigmar's mortal wounds are easier to come by and your weapons have their own wound value. Oh, uh, yeah, it's like fixed wound rolls, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you picked up, up on that yeah, when you told me about it. I was like, oh my God, I didn't think of that. Yeah, because some of the pistols like that my daughters have, they like hit on threes and wound on threes and that's like against anything. It's like, yeah. yeah. But then I think AP is less of a thing. The, like the rend value, a lot of it is AP yeah. nothing. Yeah. Essentially, so you're always getting your full save, except in a few circumstances. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, I don't dislike the sound of it. But yeah, 
but I I'm willing to give it a go just because the models are really mm. nice. Like I'll I'll happily just paint up a bunch of sky dwarfs because they're yeah, fun. I look at it as more of a you want to get some models on the table and play some games. Mm. Like all your weapons and stuff are on the cards. Yeah. Okay. And they're all individual to that mm. unit. So. I'm certainly, certainly not saying I wouldn't give it a go. Um, just go. those those things are like, oh, that's a bit weird. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. They they do sound weird initially, but I mean it's quite a popular system from what I understand. Yeah. You know, out in the community. I think it's the second edition though. They fixed a lot from the first one. Yes. Yeah. They had like, second edition now. You, you could be in combat with a missile unit, and that missile unit can still shoot at any other unit. Um, talking about fluff, I actually have made a fluff for my Necron army, which I think maybe I should uh, <laughs> regale you with. Does that mean you're gonna you're gonna play Crusade? Well, yeah, you're gonna well, play 40k the way it was meant to be played. Well, we did talk a lot about this because actually I, I quite like playing 40k different like for like different types of 40k for different people and for different events and like I'm I'm up mm. for it basically. I'm up for like. Like if it, like I've got friends who are like let's play like the hardest forty k you can do, and others are like let's just play something like whatever. And I'm happy to do either that. And I think most importantly, you have to <laughs> let's have fun and remain friends at the end of the game. Well, it's, it's most importantly, it's <laughs> yeah. like you've got to decide up front, right? And that's the thing with forty k. Like you can play in multiple ways, and like you can definitely go one way or the other. And the main thing is to make sure you talk about it, and you know, because um, there's no point in me bringing a fluffy list to Just someone who wants to trash, you know. So you know, and the same, so um, and the same vice versa. So, um, but anyway, yeah. So like, I've got this like idea. I want to play Crusade because I think it's be really fun to see how um, the Necrons get on. But basically, it's like a blend of the Quintessons and uh, judges, uh, Death Judges uh, from Judge Dread. And so, or dark, dark judges. So basically, basically, it's like I want to get it's got this model is um, that I want to buy, and it's got uh, looks like a Quintesson with three heads, which is a transformer uh, for people who are cool. And that, that, actually, is it a transformer? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it's it's a part of the truck. No, they are in some. Yeah, they they are allegedly they help create the transformers. If it wasn't Primus that did it. It depends on you. It depends on which which universe you're following, which timeline. It's, it's part of the Transformer franchise anyway. And they yeah. basically like judge people all the time. And yeah. They're always guilty, basically, but they always say you're innocent and then they kill you <laughs> off anyway. Innocent. So, <laughs> um, yeah. so basically th- this guy is just mad and he's just like, biggest crime is people being alive. So he's just going around. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like anyone he finds Brilliant. that's alive, like he's just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna kill it's you. Got a pulse. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like, and then he just says they're innocent, and then he kills them. And that's sort of like the blending of the uh, two themes of like the 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 um the dark judges actually just going around being like, uh, life is a crime, and um, punishment's death. And that's kind of like the blend of those two things. And that's that's kind of be my Necron kind of theme or, or my at least my um warlord. So that's um that's something I'm gonna build on. That's great. So <laughs> yeah. Good one. Yeah no I like that. That's good. Well, good. Excellent. Well I think we've rambled for quite an extended period. Has anyone got any final thoughts on Games Workshop and what they do, etc. Doesn't have to be profound like <laughs> so yeah it's saying that they're going in a good direction I hope they uh, really keep it up um, yeah and I'm, I'm looking forward to the new Warhammer Quest oh yeah 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 mm, oh with that skateboarding um, like butcher thing what yeah there you go <laughs> You know, see how somebody somebody photoshopped it skateboarding that I can't remember what it's called, but it's like a, it's, a, it's a bit like that yeah. thing from Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. and like someone's photoshopped oh, yeah. it on a skateboard. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was quite funny. Uh, works really well. <laughs> I'll dig it Look, out and send it around we, the group. We've got floating dwarves now, so I'm not a, I'm not surprised the Games Workshop go, we're going to have skateboarding zombies or, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anything goes well, in Age of Sigma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be legit. I mean, and here's to a new Eldar oh. Codex in the near yeah. future. In 2033. <laughs> do you think, do you think yeah. if Games Workshop like Lunchroom, they just could sort of go, hey guys, today what are we going to do? Let's do the Eldar Codex and they just all laugh and then go to work. It's that it comes yeah. to that picture of like Ray Liotta and all the all the gangsters from that film just falling yeah, about exactly. laughing. Or, and then we said we'd make a new Eldar Codex. Yeah. Or, or another a Primaris lieutenant with a slightly different boat buckle. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Quick sell. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Eldar will get a yeah. codex in within the next eighteen I'm like months. If they did, I'd to be, be very surprised if they had to wait too long because it, I think it would mm. really shake things up. Like there's obviously like a lot of Space Marine armored, even Necrons are quite tough, and it'd be nice to see ninth edition codexes that are a bit more fragile and kind of. Squishy, yeah. you know how how do yeah. they do? It? How do how do? We nice have some things well, that I can kill easily. Well, no, it's, no, it's, <laughs> the Eldar are meant to be so iconic, right? And it just feels like without having that iconic race updated, especially the Aspect Warriors, I just don't think they're getting the table time mm. that they deserve. They're mm. such iconic pieces, and they deserve more kind of thought. You, you, you and should attention. play retro second Very edition forty k because they were the the shiznies back then. They were so good. And like James are, we're just like <laughs> slaughter <laughs> armies. So <laughs> screw knife. What's that? Sorry, Jay. Do you think they're the hardest faction to balance? Hmm. I, I think do. potentially you're right. Yeah, they, they could, could be. be. Yeah. Because you either make them too they... squishy or too hit too hard, hmm. right? Look at high elves yeah, yeah. in in Fantasy Fifth. They were bonkers because they were a bit too good. Yeah. Uh, they've got such a hard balance to make in terms of like you know you've got these aspect warriors that are meant to be literally the pinnacle of that kind of like uh, that aspect that they've they've dedicated themselves to following that shrine and then you look across at like marines who have just been churned out of a factory and you're like this guy's hitting on like blade guard versus you know this guy over here who should win and you're like oh well the blade guards win in the moat but they don't want to make it too powerful that they can take out so mm. there's such a fine balancing line and i think it, knife it will come down to using kind of like the the kind of like psychic powers and the kind of buffs and the stratagems to make them feel really unique but i think um and, and just some balance in terms of like their weapons and damage output of some of their units i don't think they need to change massively i think they'll probably if anything retire a couple of the aspects Ooh. maybe bring in a new one i i know we said they're so iconic but i think there are some that you like uh the sweeping hawks just have just been a bit they've never really landed as an aspect and then people have always found warp spiders more well, warp spiders look badass right yeah you know, you've got these yeah. people emerging and flickering around the battlefield gunning people down you've got Birdman <laughs> over there in the corner they, they, were, they, they were pretty good actually back in the back in back in the day <laughs> back in my day <laughs> yeah actually maybe this maybe this is the thing like you should when you come to play 40k you have to look at each other's armies and work out what's the oldest models and that's the version of 40k we play so like elder can constant can continuously be playing second edition then we're like oh yeah well, well you know <laughs> my model came out in second edition <laughs> for me 
for me, like the fire dragons and the striking scorpions are kind of the the unit, and the warp spiders would be units I really want to see like time on the battlefield. But at the moment, I don't know those those fire dragons, oh. masters of destruction. Yeah. Those eradicators probably just blow them out of the water. Mm. Yeah, eradicators. Um, yeah, they are a bit so, too good. Too good, really, in general, to be honest. Um, but I hope they get. I hope they get. Um, I hope actually they get changed. Drop, but... drop down from deep strike, range twenty four, shoot twice. <laughs> yeah. Kaboom. Yeah, I don't get why they're range twenty four. They don't need it. Like the, the shooting twice thing is not a big deal. It's the range twenty four. I think. Yeah. You haven't. Well, you obviously haven't lost six uh, battle suits to one volley. Yeah, I, I, I think I think double shoot is way too good. Um, like they'd probably be okay without that. But is it though, or is it just an assault two weapon? Because that's really all it is. I think it's the fact that it's twenty four inch. I think it's the range that's yeah. the issue, not not necessarily. I think it should be twice. a stratagem. I think you should have to pay a CP to do the shoot twice with the eradicators. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that being. A thing. I'd be happy with that because it's like a cost, but it's like a. There's no cost at the moment. And it's like a rule that's like, oh, you can shoot twice if you shoot the same unit. Who is shooting like yeah. different yeah. units? Like, you can't. <laughs> no. There's no. Yeah, it's that... literally, you've got three models. Isn't, you know, isn't just... the damage D3 plus three as it's well? It's actually a really interesting point there about stratagems making a unit, though, because like the Knight Scythe, for example, has a very similar stratagem now where it, well, sorry, it has a stratagem that's dedicated to itself, which it can deploy uh, troops. But because it's a stratagem rather than a core rule, you only want one night scythe really to go and do that stratagem at least once a turn. You know, you wouldn't like if you were going to reserve one, mm. uh, you would bring it on, and if you have two, you might bring them on different turns. So you only ever want one coming on a turn because of that stratagem. Because that deployment method it uses is not a core rule, which is quite interesting. It just means that like eradicators are good, but if it was a stratagem. It would mean that one eradicator unit was good, but two probably wouldn't be as good, you know. So it kind of stops the yeah spamming, yeah. you know. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why we love this hobby because we can never end a conversation. It's like five <laughs> thoughts, but one more yeah. Yeah. Columbo, and then we're off on like this like finish. different tangent. Like let's yeah. just discuss this really minute. This is a very very good point, Adam. Cool. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much for for joining us for this episode again. Um, I think we can uh, safely leave it there. Yeah. Yeah. Great chats, guys. Cheers, that. Thank chat. you. Good uh, Thanks. Well, that was a long old ramble about Games Workshop. There. Um, it just remains for me to say uh, thank you very much for listening. Um, if you want to find us, uh, find out a bit more about us, you can find us on all the various podcast providers out there, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, SoundCloud, Amazon Music, etc. Um, just search for The Average Gamers and look for our retro 80s style logo with the pink writing. There are a few other podcasts out there that have a very similar name to us, uh, Naughty Naughty. We've been around longer. Um, we can also be found out there on social media and uh, on Instagram we are The Average Gamers Facebook we are at facebook.com forward slash Average Gamers Podcast Twitter we are at Average underscore Gamers and if you like the old fashioned emails it's AverageGamersPod at gmail.com if you if you have enjoyed listening to this episode please do live, uh, give us a, a like a share a review it all helps our exposure it's really good and anyway Thanks very much and we'll we'll catch you on the next one. <laughs>